Hello, everybody. This is Gerald Salenti, and it's Wednesday, January 17th. And once again, we are very, very honored to have with us a man of men, a real American patriot, something that doesn't hardly exist anymore except among us and, you know, a number of us. There are a lot of us, but the irate, tireless minority, Judge Andrew Napolitano, a man that respects what the founding fathers fought for, something called the Bill of Rights in the Constitution. Judge, thank you for being here today. And you have an article that's coming out tomorrow. And once again, as we're doing just about every week, how the clown show in charge, the little moronic arrogant little idiots running the show shove that bill of rights and constitution up your butt we don't give a damn about it i'm in charge i'm the dictator of america and it's proven right here as the israel war heats up and as one of our top trends for 2023 was middle east meltdown and now it's melting down America is now at war with the Houthis. And as the president of the United States, I'll bomb and kill anybody that I want. And F you, Congress. So the Constitution, and, and good morning, Gerald. It's always a pleasure to be with you. The Constitution could not be clearer. Only Congress can declare war. The president wages war, but Congress declares war. Congress chooses the target. The president decides how to assault the target. Madison himself, who wrote this portion of the Constitution, said if the president could both uh, choose the target and wage war, he wouldn't be a president, he'd be a prince. Those powers have to be separated. Well, Congress has ceded away its powers to the president so that he can fight any war he wants, pick any fight he wants, target any enemy uh, that he wants. And if it goes well, Congress will say, well, see, we paid for it. And if it goes poorly, Congress will say, we didn't start this, he did. That's called the War Powers Resolution, a Nixon-era piece of legislation, which President Nixon vetoed and which was um, enacted by overriding his veto, allows the president to start any war for 90 days he has to report it to the Congress, and if they vote for him to bring the troops back, he has 90 days in which to bring them back. This allows him to start all kinds of mini wars for 180 days. This is profoundly unconstitutional. Nixon vetoed it, not because it consisted of Congress giving away its power to uh, declare war, but because he felt the 90-day reporting requirement crimped his style. He felt that as president... <laughs> He should be able to wage a war for however long he wants. This was enacted, you and I remember this, in response to his bombing Cambodia, expanding the war in Vietnam, one of the great catastrophes in human history, but expanding it to Cambodia. Nevertheless, this piece of legislation, which has never been tested in the courts, has been used by every president uh, since Richard Nixon to target whoever he wants. So when people say to you, all right, uh, Mr. Salenti, what is the president supposed to do when American naval ships in the Red Sea are attacked by the Houthis? The answer is, what the hell are they doing there? There is no American national security interest there. They are there to keep the channels of commerce open for Israel, and the Houthis are there to close the channels of commerce for Israel. 
because the Houthis are not on Israel's side. This is not a, a, a fight in which we have a dog, unless you are Joe Biden, unless you claim you want to shrink the violence. Oh, BB, don't use 2,000-pound bombs. Use 500-pound bombs instead. Don't destroy the whole neighborhood. Just destroy one side uh, of each street. Unless you're Joe Biden, who claims he wants to reduce violence, but really wants to expand the war because his foray in, in Ukraine was a disaster, and he wants to run for re-election as a wartime president. And he doesn't give a damn how many innocent people die in order to pursue that goal. You begin your article by saying, and and by the way, could you imagine America could be in any, you know, whether whether it's the Red Sea or the Straits of Taiwan, America has any right to be anywhere it wants. But could you imagine, excuse me, if the Chinese were down in the Gulf of Mexico? If the Russians were off the coast of New York? This, correct. Yeah. Correct. Oh my you, God. How could they do this? What right do they have? Can you hey, imagine if, go anywhere we want, kill anybody we want? Oh, and by the way, you talk about the murderous clowns that are running the show. How about that arrogant, arrogant little boy, folks? He was always folks, folks. He was always folking us. Barack Obama quoted in the book, Double Down. I'm really good at killing people. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. You go on to write the emperor's new clothes. Just as a fictional emperor paid his tailors for a fortune for clothes that no one could see and then marched naked in a grand public procession while his subjects roared with laughter. So too is president Joe Biden attempting to march clothed with the Constitution, he dishonors. He will have the same fate as the emperor. You go on, that the U.S. Navy attacked militias in Yemen. He did so after learning that the militias had attacked non-American ships carrying goods and fuel destined for Israel. Israel is currently engaged in destroying Gaza and the U.S. backs its longtime political ally. But just I want to comment on this, that every time you pick up, read the mainstream media or listen to it, every time they name the Houthis, they always begin it with Iran-backed. They don't say, when they talk about the IDF, the Israeli Defense Force, American-backed. But the Houthis are always Iran-backed. That's the propaganda that they keep selling. Correct. And forgotten here is that, again, the Nobel Peace of Crap Prize winner, Barack Obama, along with that other arrogant little boy, the daddy's boy, Anthony Blinken, along with Saudi Arabia, killed nearly 500,000 Yemenis, when they launched the war, what was it, back in 2015? So I don't remember a declaration of war against Yemen. I mean, that's the, the, that's the essence of my 
pieces that all these presidents they just want to kill. Yep. And I'd forgotten about that one liner from Barack Obama, and you're correct. He did he did say that. Yeah. Um, he may have said it in response to John McCain, who was making a comparable uh, boast, but he did say that. It's it's of course distressing and terrifying, but that's the mentality that becomes president. You know, Barack Obama used drones to kill two Americans, Anwar Awlaki uh, and his son. Donald Trump used the drone to kill an Iranian general going to have lunch with an Iraqi general in Iraq, a supposed ally of ours, in order to talk about peace between uh, the two nations. These presidents just love to be able to kill and get away with it. But Trump, of course, is his own case. Trump claims he can kill domestically and get away with it. That's yeah. another argument for another time, which is not even worth refuting. It's so absurd. But presidents have used the war powers resolution to kill whomever they want outside of the United States, whether that person or group poses a serious national security threat or not. And Congress looks the other way, Gerald. Congress doesn't care. When the president does that, he's stealing power from Congress and using their power to pick the target, to declare war. And they don't care. They look the other way. Yep. They're stealing power from the people. We, the people, don't count at all. You know, again, that uh, Obama, they, I think he killed some like 20,000 people or something with drones and over, over the course of his uh, his presidency. It's a good number. It's a good number. Uh, yeah. And I again, mean, that Lincoln is sent over to Saudi good. Arabia when, when Saudi Arabia attacked uh, uh, Yemen and the United States was refueling the jets so they could keep bombing away. And, and Blinken was there to give, you know, intelligence assistance. A little murderous little boy who couldn't fight his way out of a paper bag with an arrogant attitude and spewing out the crap. Oh, oh, it's so sad what's going on in Gaza. We have to do something to, yeah, what BS. I, I want to go back to your article over here. You go, that Congress cannot legally declare war on Gaza or Yemen or Russia since there are no military grounded reasons for doing so. None of these countries possess a threat to American national security, and the United States has no treaty that triggers American military support for any ally implicated by those countries. So can the Congress declare war on any country it wants? No, because the United States has signed treaties and a treaty under the Constitution is in the same category as the Constitution, uh, which says that we can only declare war on a country that poses um, a national security threat to the United States or to a country with which we have a treaty that obliges us to do it. Do we have such a treaty with Israel? No. Do we have such a treaty with Ukraine? No. What is the American national security threat? None. Listen to this. The White House bypassed Congress twice and sent over $200 million worth of equipment to Israel. It's ridiculous for them to bypass Congress. Congress is in Israel's pocket. Congress will always vote to give yep. Israel the money the White House wants. But in doing this, Gerald, the same Tony Blinken of whom you spoke, the Secretary of State of the United States, had to sign a statement and uh, file it with the Congress swearing under oath that the $100 million was an emergency need for American national security. Oh, how I wish 
I could be given the opportunity to interrogate him under oath for just five minutes. I would defy him to explain how bypassing Congress for $100 million for Israel, doing it twice, so it's a total of $200 million, has the remotest connection to American national security. You know, you ready? U.S. launches more strikes against Houthis in Yemen as escalation continues. The United States said Tuesday that it launched more strikes against the Houthis in Yemen. U.S. Central Command claimed that the Houthis and anti-ship missiles, quote, at approximately 4.15, U.S. forces struck and destroyed four Houthi anti-ship ballistic missiles prepared to launch from Houthi-controlled areas in Yemen. That's the language that they use. Houthi-controlled areas in Yemen. Who controls Yemen? Doesn't matter who controls Yemen. I'm just Yemen. saying, to use that kind of language, yeah. Houthi-controlled Yemen. Look, Yemen is a, is a member of the United Nations. We signed a treaty called the United Nations Charter, which we wrote, prohibiting violence between member nations. Nobody, nobody obeys it. Joe Biden doesn't care. It's not just Joe. I mean, the Barack Obama, George W. Bush, Donald Trump, uh, the modern uh, presidents are, uh, are all the same. Bush's father, listen, I condemned the invasions that his father did, but his father did go to the UN and did follow the law. The law is wrong and the law is immoral, but at least he, he went through the motions of following it. Um, but these modern presidents, Joe Biden, they don't they don't follow anything. They just do like you uh, mimicked earlier. Uh, I'm I'm the president. I'll do it. I'll do what I want. That's the attitude that they take. So when I mock him for being the wearing the emperor's new clothes, there's a double entendre of uh, mocking because the Constitution is toothless. The Constitution is as protective as the emperor's clothes were because nobody follows the Constitution anymore. Liberty guaranteed in 1789 is now liberty mocked in 2024. Mocked. Liberty mocked. Well, look what they did when they launched the COVID war. No jab, no job. You know, get your military, you got to get a shot. You know, on and on. They just keep telling you what to do. You write over here, this is important. Just as Congress cannot delegate away its war-making powers to the president, it cannot delegate them away to the Gang of Eight. Tell us about the Gang of Eight. So the um, War Powers Resolution, which is a statute, but they call it a resolution, that says he can fight any war for 90 days and he's got to tell Congress. Um, since that resolution was enacted, Congress enacted the Congress within the Congress called the Gang of Eight. Uh, it is the chair and ranking members of the Senate and the House Intelligence Committees and the Republican and Democratic leaders of both houses of Congress. So there's eight people there. They meet in secret. So the president, instead of sending a public notice to Congress, notices hereby served that I've started a war in Yemen and I started it on uh, January 11th, 2024. That would start the 90 days running. He can give that notice to the gang of eight in a skiff, a secure government facility in secret. Because they heard it in secret, 
they can't repeat it when they get out. So they can't tell the other members of Congress who made them the Congress within the Congress. They can't tell the press, which under the First Amendment and Supreme Court jurisprudence is the eyes and ears of the public. And they can't tell the public that elected them. Well, that's not a democracy. That's an oligarchy. What kind of a democracy makes these decisions to kill in secret? Answer, ours. And think of the term, gang of eight. It's perfect. Yes. It's a gang. They do not call themselves Congress within a Congress, because that has constitutional implications. But they do call themselves the gang of eight. Yeah. That's you probably know that phrase from your days in the Bronx and your youth. <laughs> yeah. Here comes the gang of eight. They live up the block. Yeah. <laughs> a gang of eight. And they're proud of it and arrogant about it. You know, th- this is so terrible what's going on because you're hearing more and more about Israel ramping up this war. And they're not going to stop. And they're going to go into Yemen. You saw what's happening with Iran last week, uh, or this week, uh, taking out some areas where Mossad was in Iraq and what they've been doing to the Iranians, killing a commander here. They're blaming Israel for that bomb that went off uh, when they were in a ceremony for Soleimani a couple of weeks ago. They killed nearly 100 people and wounded over 200. And Israel's you know, ramping up the attacks in Syria, in Lebanon. And by the way, every time they talk about Hezbollah in the American media or the Western media, they always, you know, call them, you know, the radicals or this or that, the terrorist groups. Who are the Houthis? Huh. Oh, the Houthis, excuse me, Hezbollah. Uh, Hezbollah was Lebanese people that united to fight against Israel occupation of Lebanon. How dare they fight against Israel's trying to steal land and occupying Lebanon? Therefore, Why those they, are therefore, terrorists? Therefore, they are terrorists. Yeah. You know, you, you talk about the bias in the press. Uh, Alistair Crook, one of our colleagues, told me the other day that uh, in all of Europe, the presentation made to the uh, International Court of Justice by the South African legal team against Israel was banned on television. The only way he could watch it was by going to Al Jazeera. But the next day, when the Israeli legal team made their presentation, he could watch it wherever he wanted. Wow. And Professor Mearsheimer said, well, Judge, were you asleep? The same thing was the case here. I didn't know it. Uh, my producer, in order to watch it, had to go to uh, Al Jazeera on Thursday when the South African case was made. So the press is utterly, it's the opposite of the way it was in the Vietnam years where the press was all over the government. Now the press is in the government's pocket. The government learned uh, that when it wants to kill, it needs the press on its side. I mean, look at the clowns running the show. What was Stephanopoulos? What was his last job? Oh, he was uh, the mouthpiece of Clinton? Right. You got that Saki, the mouthpiece for, for uh, Biden over in MSNBC. It's throughout the whole system, one after another. They're right there in front of your eyes. You know, again, what, what's going on is, is terrible that there's no report. By the way, we, in the Trends Journal this week, 
we have an article about the United States launched the attacks against the Houthis as that was happening with the African um, spokes lawyer talking about the genocide that was making the news. All of a sudden, the genocide case wiped out of the news and everything about the United States attacking the Houthis. Think that was a coincidence? And, and that's and and that's what they're saying. It wasn't. It was done purposely. And again, everybody should listen to that South African lawyer. Oh, uh, there's an Irish female lawyer with a very slight brogue. It's 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 interesting to listen to. She made an incredible, yep. incredible case uh, against Israel and Mearsheimer. God bless him. He listened to both arguments. They're about four hours long said that the uh, Israeli defense did not even dent, did not even put a scratch on the uh, South African uh, presentation. The Israeli defense basically was, oh, we're victims of the Holocaust. Yeah. We know what it's know. like. We, yeah. we, we can do what we need to do. Yeah. They're the, the only people, yeah, they're the only ones that have ever been killed. Nobody else has in the world. What was it? Only 25 million Russians were killed in World War II, but we won't call that a Holocaust. That was Operation Barbarossa by Hitler. That was just fine. No, this is terrible what's going on. And it's only going to escalate if we, the people, don't stop it. And Judge, you're doing everything you can to do that as we are. And everybody listening, please go to the Judge's channel. The people that he has on there are phenomenal. The things they're talking about, the information they're giving, that you're not finding anywhere else. You go to judging freedom and hear what the judge has to say and all the people that are really at the top of the top of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Judge, tomorrow, thank you so much. Tomorrow, if I may, tomorrow, Scott Ritter from Moscow, Professor wow. Jeffrey Sachs from Cambodia, wow, from Washington, D.C., the fearless, utterly fearless Max Blumenthal. Yeah. Oh, Sachs and Blumenthal. Why those anti-Semites? <laughs> they, must, they must can't stand Jewish people. They must be self-loathing Jews. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so sick of hearing that. I Who know. The smartest, most courageous people I know. I know. It's like, and most intellectually honest. They're terrific. And please tell uh, Max I said hello and, and, and the rest of them. They're, they're really good. And, and uh, Scott. And also, you know, they called me of anti-Israel, you know, Am I anti-American because I hate Americans' wars? Right. So how could you call me an anti- When, when they start tarnishing the personality and the intellect of the messenger, you know they have no message. Yeah. Well said, Judge. Thank you so much. And God bless you. And thank you for all that you do. Thank you, Gerald. All the best.